You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Hello, I'm Jesse McAnally. And I'm Alan Seals. And I'm Liz Estes. And welcome to Carried Away, a podcast where we explore the films and television shows starring the one and only James Eugene Carey. How are you two doing today? I'm I'm cold. It's chilly here in New York while we're recording this. Well, let's get things heated up in here with some (sighs) sex, violence, and our family. (laughs) Oh, boy. Thanksgiving Uh, just passed. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, um, when you're listening to this, it's probably June or something, but right now we're recording it around Thanksgiving. But today, we are talking about the less lesser-known Jim Carrey fair. We're starting out early, and we're talking about w- what is a very painful watch, The Sex and Violence Family. The Sex <laughs> and Violence <laughs> Family Hour. And special guest star, Jim Carrey. And then trailer will play here, if there does exist There is a trailer. There was, a little, there was like a little theme song they had. Yeah, there is like well, a theme song. What if we make it up? Uh, I'll, I can edit a trailer violence, for the second hour, Sex and sex, violence, sex, happy sex, hour. Sex and sex, violence, sex, happy sex, hour. Sex, the worst thing violence. I've ever seen. But the Sex and Violence Family Hour was released in 1983 and was written by Chris Beard, who was the head writer, Suzette Couture, Debbie Donamy, Kate Ford, Chas Lothar, James Shavick, and... Jim Carrey for additional material. Um, it was directed by Harvey Frost, and the plot of which is a jumble of sexual skits such as the Big Salami, wow. the Brady Bang, Whoa. and Leather and Shade. Wowza, wowza. Um, Canadians, am I right? <laughs> you are right. Uh, when they when they try to go off script, um, it doesn't quite go so well. Um, this was rough, and it's shorter than All in Good Taste. All in good taste was trying to be something in a weird way. I like almost respect that one a little bit more than this. Um, it felt like strangely a passion project that got like like hit on the side with porn. This feels like this, I don't understand what this the point of this was. It feels too inappropriate to actually air on TV, but I feel like it had to have, right? I, I guess so. And we watched it on YouTube. It's with full nudity and everything out there on YouTube. Which doesn't make it a porn? I can't quite figure that out. But I want to know what what the pitch session was like for this. Like, who comes into who and says, this guy, this up-and-cover, Jim Carrey. He's he's totally totally this guy. He just screams sex appeal. All right, so we're going to throw him in here, and we're going to make the Monty Python of sex. All right? Cool. Go. Um, yeah, but it's not sexy. And no. it's not, like, not that it's trying to be in a weird way, but not, nothing hits. Nothing's a joke. There is, okay, I don't want to go too far in, but I am going to hedge this. There That's is, what she said. Yeah, that that's better than any joke in this film. Um, but... <laughs> 
There is a one diamond in the rough. One like skit that I'm like, this could be a TV show. It would probably do well, and I'd watch it. Which is? And I'm going to let you guys keep that up in the air, and then I'll come to that later. But, Alan, please describe what this overall is. Like, How would you describe this to someone that hasn't watched it? And we're assuring you this is good replacement value to watching this because this is horrendous. I was trying to figure out if it is the, like trying to be dirty Monty Python, but it's not quite there because it, it it's like Monty Python meets SNL meets Mad TV uh, in terms of it's all sketches and but everything, the common theme, instead of just being funny different sketches, is that they all have some sort of uh, sexual undertone or overtone not even an undertone it's just here's some sex and here's some naked people for you to think it's funny and it nothing lands nothing lands and there's no point there's no punchline just things happen um and there are some forms where that is the case like has either of you watched mr show at all with um like that is a sketch comedy show which kind of prides itself on not having an ending that each sketch kind of moves into the next sketch fluidly mm-hmm. which is impressive and this isn't like that um when we say it's not doesn't have a punchline what we're saying is things will happen then we'll just cut to the next thing it's, it's just random jump cuts that aren't that aren't related and it's just like oh and and there's someone crawling out from under a desk and Oh, there's another blatantly And they're naked. Sketch. And they're naked. More racism. <laughs> Let's cut to another scene and do it again. And then they have the gall to think they're clever by pointing out the bad jokes. <laughs> they're in my Burley Hills snobs. <laughs> uh, like, okay. Let's see if we can list some of these sketches. Like, what, what did we open with? We open uh, with a whole list of the cast where it's like the Sex and Violence Family Hour and featuring Jim Carrey. And I guess we've talked a lot about this, but we haven't talked about Jim Carrey's participation in this true very much. What does he do in this, Liz? Uh like he's basically at the hop, he's like the crypt keeper and he's like, Hey, welcome to Sex and Violence Family Hour. Uh it's gonna be sexy and fun. Um uh, I'm gonna sit in the chair. The show you're about to see is totally sexual. Actually actually sexual beyond your wildest imagination. And so my friends, if you don't want to see women covered with strawberry jam being attacked by uninhibited supermarket box boys. If you can stand seeing valley girls in chains, if you're offended by bawdy and licentious behavior, jokes about sex, drugs, and rock and roll, then this isn't the show. And then later he plays uh, Ronald Reagan. um, I want to put a pin in that because... Jim Carrey would go on to play Ronald Reagan and a lot of other things. Who told him he has a good Ronald Reagan? I have have never. He's done it so many times, and I've never thought it was good. On behalf of all Italian Americans, I'd like to say sorry. It's not good. I like his Biden. His Biden's fine. Yeah. That's not. That's probably a better interpretation, but his Reagan was always bad, and they keep having him come back and do Reagan. I thought that he was asked to do this 
as like a special feature at first. And then reading the credits, I was like, oh, he's one of the writers. So I don't know how he became part of this project, but I thought he was of a big enough notoriety. They're like, okay, how can we make this, this really weird thing uh, even better? And okay, we need a guy just to sit in a chair and make lots of faces. That'll do it. Yeah. And then they're like, who can make faces? Oh, that dude from Rubberface. Sure. Let's go get him. I'm <laughs> just thinking of someone watching Rubberface. I'm sorry. And thinking, oh, him. <laughs> oh, I, I remember that watching wonderful that. TV movie I watched, Rubberface. <laughs> <laughs> I just don't understand how they found him or why. There are some writers on this that would go on, like they come from the Gong Show. Like, yeah. do you remember that show? A mm -hmm. lot of folks from that, and would go on to do things like FTV and Sherman Oaks, and all, like they would go on to be head writers on other things as well. And Terry Austin would go on to be the mom in Baywatch, um, just an episode of Baywatch. One and episode. Some actors in this, like a uh, guy, um, George Buza, who is involved in this, would be in the X-Men movie as Trucker. <laughs> Man, you got some deep cuts going on. Wow, here. I love comics. Jim Carrey was probably still the most notoriety person in there. I think just because he was stand-up. And I don't know if at this point he was like headlining for Rodney Dangerfield quite yet. I feel like he might he might have just been known on the stand-up scene and came in and improvised a few things at this point. Like I think that's probably the reason why he's credited as a writer is because when he came in, he just said whatever he wanted, which feels <laughs> about right. That's that probably makes more sense. I mean, it does make more sense. Not probably. I'll I'll give you a yes on that one. Yeah, and I think that. It's amazing because what he does in this is right in line with everything else he does for the rest of his career. It's not like, oh, wow, he was so... No, he does everything he does here, and that's what gets him famous to today when he's in the Sonic movie. I guess, yeah, he's faces. He's over the top. Um, the, it, he's physical. He's physical. Um, I go back to a, a, an outtake from a Liar Liar, I think, where uh, in the courtroom scene... The woman says, overactor, and everyone <laughs> dies laughing because it's true, but no one wanted to say it. Um, um, but his reaction to that was actually pretty good. He laughs and he says, oh, no, they're on to me. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? Uh, I wish you weren't charming, so charming and good. To... Um, yeah, this is a rough watch. Um, was there any good sketch in your opinion? Like... Or even what was the worst sketch? Let's start. Let's start with a negative and work our way up. I feel like the uh, anytime uh, uh, the black gentleman played the Arab guy, that was really bad. Pretty not pretty, really, really bad. So I'm yeah. gonna go with all of those. Who wrote the sketch? Put Ricky Min and Emmy Pollack. Buy them too. <laughs> I'm the person that wrote that sketch and was recently purchased by Sheikh Abdul Belair. I would like to make a comment on that. <laughs> that one's there. Um, Liz Where was getting a massage. Um, yeah, uh, all of the I think his his last name was Belair. Um, mm -hmm. Bel Air. Fresh Prince of. Yeah, I wish. Uh, Will Smith is not in this movie. Uh, no. He'd slap you. someone in this. <laughs> <laughs> someone should be slapped for being in this. Honestly, I hate to say it. I hate to say it. I have to maybe go with the big salami. Just for being a whole pile of nothing. 
uh, you know the best part of the big salami though is it the show when the naked yeah when the naked lady starts telling jokes directly to camera and she she acts like she's reading it phonetically in a language she doesn't understand <laughs> you must be Dolores you must be horny Ooh, right. and you must be Italian All right. and you are very sort of a short right I was going to say darkly attractive hey thanks hey that's for you a short kind of way ouch and the Italian dude is just like trying to like comically have a boner while she's talking and it's the most painful thing you've ever witnessed yeah but then weirdly enough they'll just cut to a stand up routine in the middle of it like now some stand-up time and sometimes he has a bag over his head and that guy who was playing at the bar but the piano guy never played when he was singing the actual song and only when he wasn't playing and that was the only joke there was one other joke where he's like we've been together for five years isn't that right tim my name is brian brian i'm like that's almost a joke that like it's not a good joke it's a You're really scraping the barrel before. of jokes here people that being said <laughs> Um, I really didn't enjoy the soap opera parody um, at all. I think that's got to be my worst one, to be honest. They wanted to do on soap, the sitcom, remember on ABC? But ABC messed them up, play with their heads, you know? So now we've probably gotten all those rejected scripts, if I know anything about those slimeball Beverly Hills writers. So why are you wearing a stormtrooper outfit? I just screwed the Polish cavalry. Well... It's interesting because, Liz, we were talking about this beforehand. You said, don't look away or you might get confused. And I didn't look away and I'm still confused. <laughs> so, um, like, I, I can't remember one storyline for the next. Is it, just, it was just like, pop, 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 pop. I never had enough time to let anything sit in. And I keep going back to, I guess, it's it, it, what's that psychological effect where you remember only the first and the last thing? The very first sketch was, like, the two dudes going to pitch something to the woman who had his mm-hmm. her secretary under the desk and every time they try to do something he just like kept popping up from under the desk and like this makes no sense and it's not funny were they were they laughing in the moment do you think they were like well, this what do you is- talk about the studio audience is losing their shit yeah every the studio seconds. audience is like having the time of their life watching this it was just so weird i don't i i have no other words i need a thesaurus for weird Mm-hmm. Uh, I got um, it. I got you, Alan. Oof, oof. I will say when we do the eyewitness nudes, which is their nude se- <laughs> news segment about them being nude, I like the fact that the, that the 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 woman, um, the the woman wears nothing but a bow tie. I mm-hmm. thought that the bow tie was funny. Yeah, um, she guy... had glasses and a bow tie, and I thought, oh, that's a funny gag. And the guy wears nothing but a, a bow tie. Yeah. Or a yeah. tie, a tie tie. Yeah, she had a bow tie. Like a woman on the news wouldn't wear a bow tie, so I found it funny that she decided, yeah, I'm gonna do that. True. Yeah. Um, I I hedged earlier. I pitched earlier that there is one scene, like one skit, because there's two bits of it that I think I would have watched more of. In fact, I would have watched an entire show of, and that is the two stoner girls doing drugs and the nun that keeps bailing them out and saying something horrendous. <laughs> I a, don't know why. That I like love that sound. one. Yeah, I like that one. I like that nun. Uh, the nun comes in, tries to get the girls out, and said, oh, no, they're with me. All right, who's got the nose dough? Who's got the like, powder? Let's go. Who's Where's got the powder? powder? All over your nose. Uh, there's white powder on my nose because because my nose is chapped. <laughs> I see. 
than you. Nice eyes. How come your pupils are so big? They're not pupils. They're sunglasses. Contacts and lenses. We'll move. I think so. It's all right, sister. Good day. Good day, officer. God be with you. Okay, where's the snow? And then she comes back again, and they're on the bus, and they're just, like, talking about sex. And then the nun's like, I wouldn't let him fuck me because he'd probably give me an STD. And I'm like, (laughs) you know what? Just let this nun say some vulgar shit, and I'm probably going to enjoy it. I'm a simple man who had nothing else offered by this. I I can get that. I mean... We're, we're, isn't famously that the cowbell scene from SNL, uh, Will Ferrell was like, this isn't working. Let me put on this really small shirt. And that's yes. what made the scene. Yeah. Right. So maybe they're just like, OK, we've got this dialogue. Who can say it? So it's really funny. Oh, a nun. That'll do it. That'll do it. But- OK, let's give it to the person with the least comedic timing, though. OK, cool. No, she had fine comedic timing. She was fu- She was not the problem in those skits. The girls that are like, ooh, or whatever their little doodad was that they, they had like some saying where they're like, to, but like end the scene, like a punchline, like ruiner. And I'm like, oh, you ruined it. They had like some zinger, like zing or whatever the fuck. It was like, I got it up. Fuck it. I'll pull it up and figure out what they said. Because the movie is the experience of like having five TVs on at once and your eyes are darting between five of them. Yeah. Or like you're watching YouTube on your phone, but you keep accidentally clicking the related videos when you're not realizing <laughs> it. And you're just watching 15 videos at once. And you don't it know great. it. It would be great to take the finished video and edit together the consecutive storylines and see if any of them are actually any good. I honestly- no, <laughs> no, please don't take that editing project. You you have too much to live for, everyone. <laughs> no, I want to see it. I, okay, so I, the nun the nun scenes. Someone listening, edit together the nun scenes and and send them just to Jesse. That would be that would be fine. Um, there's two just of them. To just not to you, Alan, who nope. actually wants to see them. Um, I just want so Jesse to what text they do, me and be like, damn you, I'm getting all these texts now. What they do at the end of every scene, they literally, in unison, the two girls go, and I'm like, oh. I hate you both. Yep, that, there's that. It ruins the joke, which is the nun. The nun is the only good part of that, because they the nun sits like gross. Like, what would have made that better if there was an actual drummer just off camera that they do a whip pan over to that goes, and then... Honestly, like, yeah, fine. That, whatever. that sounds great, actually. Right? I think I would have I liked that because I wouldn't have expected it. Everything else, I'm like, oh. well, I, yeah. well, did you expect anything in this? Uh, let's go back. There's a woman dressed as a Nazi for no reason. That's true. Did you expect that one? That's yeah. true. Well, also, no one has a last name. Their last name is just their first name. Because uh, they're Giuseppe, late. Giuseppe. Don Dilla Don Don. Christine uh, Christine. <laughs> oh, God. Amos Amos. We didn't talk. We've talked about the racism. Um, we talked about the general sexism and the general abuse of women in this. We haven't we talked talk... about that, but I agree oh, with we... that. Well, we... <laughs> I mean, we alluded to it. Yeah. There's a lot of, There's a lot of naked women. That's true. Uh, but at least I was very proud, though. The, one of the opening scenes was the 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 person in charge who had the secretary. The person in charge was the woman, and the secretary was a man who was under the desk. I was happy to see that. Yeah, and he was doing something. I we won't say. Um, it starts with a C and ends with unalingus. <laughs> fun, fun times. Comfy funalingus. Okay. 
No, um, they're cuddling. They're cuddling. Cuddling fernlingus. Is there any? I said what I liked. Was there any part that you guys liked at all? I I I I could watch the uh the nudes the nudes sequence the daily nudes oh, uh, yeah the broadcast nudes broadcast nudes because they were so like normal energy that it wasn't so obnoxious. Eyewitness nudes with Dick McDick and Jane McJane. <laughs> Good evening. This is what's happening to nudes this week. The award to the best undressed fashion designer went this week to Andre Bumps for his originally designed ass warmer. Here is a model showing it off. Yes, but they're also naked, and that makes me feel icky. Like the fact that all, all these women are brought in just to just to be naked. Uh, you know what? All in good taste. Some of those women had personality. <laughs> True. That weather and woman had a lot of personality. If you read the text underneath while she was dancing naked, that no one definitely read. Oh, you're right. Oh, what was I thinking? Yeah, golf is her passion. Apparently, that was literally a text in the movie. Okay. Under a okay. naked woman and dancing. I, I. I will take your word for it. Um. <laughs> I've watched this movie a few times due to delays in we, recording this. We should so. go, yeah, we should. You've watched this three or four times because yeah. we kept delaying recording this episode, uh, Liz, and I apologize for that. That was mostly my fault. It's fine. Life gets, life happens. It happens. And so does the Sex and Violence Family Hour. But it doesn't only happen to us. There are some reviews of this in our critical corner. Why don't we go into that, Liz? Well, I'm very sad to report, once again, no professional critic has talked about the Sex and Violence Family Hour in any regard. Ebert didn't jump on this? Even the TV Guide page had no text in it. All it said was it aired in 1983, and that's it. That's basically what the Wikipedia page still says. The Wikipedia page is one sentence, and that's it. I got that plot Mm -hmm. summary from Letterboxd. There's a TikTok going around where a lady says, if you want to have an interview with someone famous, bring up their most obscure work and they'll probably have a more interesting interview. The example they gave was someone screamed out Nathan Lane, I loved you in Mouse Hunt. He stopped and said, Mouse Hunt? You'll get an interview. (laughs) And I want someone to do this to Jim Carrey and say, I loved you in the Sex and Violence Family Hour. I mean, we could do and that. just see what he does. Hey, Jim, you listening? Jim, come on our podcast, but we can only talk about all in good taste and the sex and violence family hour. None of your other work. Fuck Eternal Sunshine. Fuck Man <laughs> on the Moon. Either way, what did these reviews, that, like, what what reviews did you find, Liz? Uh, I went back to the lovely place known as IMDB. And Luckily, one human being has written text about this movie on the public. Are we sure internet. they're a human being? Are we sure they're human? Well, I want to. I want to hear the well, automatic bot reviews. Their name is Bam, so um, I actually don't know if they're a human being. Bam, bam. Well, Alan, while Liz reads this review, I'm gonna go to AI Playground and have them write a review with AI. Yes. Okay, and then I have to guess if it is one star or five stars. Yes. Yes. All right. So you have practice. All right, Liz, really. what's this review? Okay, so this review is entitled, Not Great, But Worth a Look, (laughs) by Spam59. And it was written in October of 2005. 
All right. So Boomer. One star, one star, five star. Who's guessing this one? Okay. Um, not, that's not this. I don't think they have a rating. Oh. Uh, this has no rating. <laughs> okay. I'm going to guess no rating. Yeah. Good job, Alan. Yay. So here, here's this lovely spam bot, I had to say. If you're looking for Shakespearean, don't bother. If you're looking for a movie that is somewhat like Saturday Night Live in the 70s, but with a more adult theme, here you go. It is also good for big Jim Carrey fans. You can see him where he was starting. It is made up segments, most of which unrelated. Much like Kentucky Fried Movie. Kentucky is spelled wrong, by the way. I just wanted to Ken- point that out. Kentucky? They, they forgot the K. So Kentucky. Kentucky. Kentucky Fried Movie. Or the Groove Tube. Groove Tube? I don't know what that tube. is. Oh, wow. This is our first Canadian reference this show. Yeah. Or this episode. All right. The Groove Tube. All right. There we go. Most that have seen it will agree the best parts of it is the body flash segment after the movie. Short at three minutes. That's that's a sentence. Um, It's as they short and sweet. It contains four women, one of which is beautiful. Jewel Shepard doing a short strip scene and interview. That is the whole thing. That is all this person said. Five stars. So out of my own curiosity, I went to an AI generator to write a review of this film. Hmm. Y'all want to hear what they came up with? Oh, yes. Absolutely. The Sex and Violence Family Hour is a 1983 comedy film starring Jim Carrey. The movie is a satire that critiques censorship and the power of television. Carrey is hilarious in his role as the show's host and the absurd situations and outrageous humor that keeps the audience entertained throughout. Overall, The Sex and Violence Family Hour is an entertaining and funny movie that is worth a watch. It's a great showcase for Carrey's talents, and it's a great piece of social commentary on the power of television. It's definitely worth checking out if you're a fan of Jim Carrey or satire films. Wow. Wow, so nice. I am impressed. I don't I think they're reading too much into this. Sincerely, Mr. AI bot. I am really impressed with the level of detail Mr. Bot went into or Mrs. or they bot went into. <laughs> I'm sure we've got some letterbox reviews to look at too, Liz, don't we? Oh yeah, we do. All right, now it's time for the game of one star or five star. Me and Alan going head to head. All right, I have to report. What he said? Yes, what he said. All right, let's talk, Alan, head to head. I have right, to right. report. Fourteen people have been brave enough to write reviews of this movie on Letterboxd. Uh, now it's not uh, seventeen because our episode exists. <laughs> All right, uh, who okay. wants to go first? I'll let All you. Right, let's I'll go. let you two hash it out. Right, Alan, your, your, your name rock starts paper. with an A. No, this is not a visual medium. We can't do this. I'll do. I'll do, do. I'll do a Jeff Probst style talking of like the challenge stuff. All right. Okay, fine. Okay. Rock, All right, paper, scissors. Alan and Jess put out their hands. They do <laughs> rock paper scissors. Ready? Rock paper scissors. scissors. Shoot. And shoot. Ah! Alan has. Oh, they both have scissors. We need to do it again. Okay. We're scissor, uh-huh. scissor me timbers. We're, we're scissoring. Rock. One, paper, two, three. Scissors. Shoot and shoot. Oh, damn! Now they're both rocks! Okay, rock, paper, scissors, and shoot! Aha! I win. Rock beats scissors! So you wanna go first, Alan? I'll go first. I'll I take that's that what I pitched shots. like three hours ago. But... Alright. <laughs> Alright, there's a common thread between a lot of these, so I tried to pick the different ones. So, uh, but some oh. might be similar. I'm just warning okay. you. So, Can't believe Jim Carrey is once in a porn movie. 
His skits are great and funny, but the rest is horse shit. That's a one. Uh, let me. This this is oddly classified, so I'm gonna think about it. I'm gonna call that a one. <laughs> All right, Jess, you ready? I'm always ready. All right, trash. But Jim Carrey had a, has a Ronald Reagan impression. He's a shitty Ronald Reagan impression. Um, that's a one. No, that's a five. Ah, oh, dang. Sneap. Someone likes Ronald Reagan and boobies. I'd say they're a boomer. Yeah. A, bo- a boomer, eh? A boomer, eh? Trickle, trickle down boomer. boobie-nomics. I love boobs. <laughs> All right, Alan. You <laughs> okay, ready? ready? Ready. It's cool to see Jim Carrey before he went full Jim Carrey. I'd say he's pretty full here. I disagree with that. Um. Yeah, he's pretty full. I'm going to give that a not one. That is a five. Yes! I'm going to call that a five. Yes. Is it an actual five? <laughs> No, it's just a not one. Okay, hell no, hell no. None of these are fives. No one gave this movie a positive critique. (laughs) Appealing. If you enjoy the feeling of a comedian, absolutely bombing. (laughs) That's a one. That's a one. I mean, I I, that is pretty appealing. Um, Yeah. I've seen we've seen Rubber Face, so yeah. I will say when I went to New York for Broadway Con one night, I did just decide to go to stand up. Every comedian bombed. It was great. It was fantastic. Wow. And that's I'm... how I think about New York: is a bunch of comedians bombing. That's pretty much pretty much New York for you. I will say we didn't bomb when we did our musicals and cheese live show. We got some good laughs throughout that, so you I felt did. better than them. You did, and and when you guessed it on uh, the wrong cat died as well. That was that was funny. Yeah, this one is very simple. Okay. Bad. <laughs> All right. That's Bad. a five stars. Bad. What are you talking Bad. about? That is a one. Yes, that was that was a little bit of an easy one, but this is not a challenging letterbox game. Let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> It'll get difficult when we get to things like Ace Ventura 2. Yeah, no one said anything nice about this movie, let me tell you. <laughs> we have two left, and these actually might be difficult, so. Okay, tiebreaker even though this I'm well behind. the only two good ones. <laughs> Alright. Don't watch this in your kitchen at 11pm. Why? I don't know, that's all they said. Um, I think someone got the police called on them, and I'm giving that a one. Yes. I'm looking back at, at, at YouTube where we watched this. 507,000 views. Nine years ago, it was posted. Well, it was posted nine years ago. And it's all the same guy masturbating to the to the nudes. If you read the comments, it's people actually enjoying it, too. It's funny. Yeah. Uh, read the comments. Yeah. Can you include the body flash part of it? <laughs> let's yeah, let's read the comments of YouTube and decide if they're a thumbs up or a thumbs down. 602. All right. There is nudity in this movie. Amazing. I'm here for that Carrie kid, but wow, the whole thing is such a strange time capsule. So bad, it's good. All right. We have one more. Alan, you ready? Yes. I skipped through the majority of this because the sound from earbuds hurt my ears, but it was surreal enough to be okay. That's not one. That's more than one. That is. I agree. Yep. 
It's more than I want to say that is worth bringing up. I don't know if either of you listened to this with headphones at first, but it only works on one ear. It's I was only just about to the say left that. channel. Oh, I was just about to say that. I didn't listen with headphones, which probably was a it mistake. So, a horrible, horrible experience. So much that I took my headphones off and turned on some speakers. <laughs> and your parents were like, "Jess, what are you doing?" Oh, I'm whacking it to this Jim Carrey movie. <laughs> I'm, I'm whacking it. I'm a, I'm a whacking it. What do we think about the Sex and Violence Family Hour? And is it a no spank you or an alrighty then? I don't know why I'm thinking about this. <laughs> I, I feel like the Jim Carrey aspects are very in light kind of what he would end up doing. It's so as far as Jim Carrey goes, I feel like he's fine. He right. is not the problem here. And if right. I'm just rating those scenes, it's an alrighty then because it's just what he would end up doing. If I'm going to rate the whole experience, it's a hard no spank you. Yeah, very hard no spank you indeed. Very yes. hard no spank you. Very hard. Very hard. However, the Jim Carrey scenes alone, they're fine. I wouldn't <laughs> like say they're his best work. Whoever said he is a good Reagan needs to be slapped. Yeah, I, I like you guys saw the funny or die thing where he comes back as Reagan, like, and he still doesn't do a good Reagan. This can't be. You're dead. I saw them lower your coffin into the ground. Will, I am dead, but I've come back as a spirit to help Mr. Reach across the aisles here. Grow up here. <laughs> now listen up you son of a minnow why do people keep putting him as like his biden is fine it's still not biden but no, it's, not biden. it's a character well i mean fire marshal bill as offensive as that is is even better than his reagan not yeah. that he was trying to be anybody specifically he was just trying to be the, the let me tell you something and that's yeah. it <laughs> That's the entire bit. <laughs> Let me tell you something. See, there there you go. That wouldn't have been funny if he didn't have the equivalent of a tight shirt on in that scene. Yes. Um, sketch comedy would later become something he'd be very, very aware of after getting rejected by SNL. But first, he has to be in a feature film, which we will be talking about next week. But until then, Alan, why don't you promote your other stuff and where people can find you on social media? You can find me on social media at the theater podcast with Alan Seals and with my co-host Heather Vickery at Was It Chance everywhere you listen to podcasts. And if you love the back and forth between me and Alan, you can listen to the episode with me, Alan, and Heather chatting about bullshit. It's a good time. Bullshit. We did podcast cuddlingus. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. uh, I'm all there, although I'll probably leave Twitter soon. If I haven't already by the time this episode airs. Twitter won't even exist by the time this show launches. Probably. Think about that. That's true. That's true. Man. Um, yeah, that's something to think about because, like, yeah. yeah. Um, Liz, how about you? Uh, you can catch me on Twitter if I'm still there. I'll probably still be there just to witness the dumpster fire that Twitter is becoming uh, at Elizabeth Eston. Um, <laughs> I have a letterbox page, uh, Elizabeth910, if you want to see my opinions about movies or my weird interests. I watch musicals and weird horror movies around the same time, so my recent watches are very interesting. 
I'm Jesse McAnally. Follow me on Twitter at Jesse D. McAnally. Everywhere else, Jesse McAnally. It's spelled McAnally. It's pretty funny. Um, <laughs> also, thank you guys for listening. We're on Twitter at Carried Away Pod, Instagram Carried Away Pod. Email us at Carried Away Podcast at gmail.com. Tell us how wrong we are about all these things. <laughs> Our title card was created by Grace Aki, and follow them on Instagram at It's Grace Aki. Wouldn't it be really funny if we got, like, the sex and violence family hour is the best work Jim Carrey's ever done? <laughs> It changed yeah. my life. To be the the remaining regular users on Twitter are going to come after us for that one. <laughs> you don't understand the the brilliance of Mr. Salami. Don't you understand the big salami is a commentary on the perception of Italian Americans in society? <laughs> like no. I I had a real friend in college named Luigi Luigi. He was and his friend was Giuseppe Giuseppe. <laughs> Giuseppe and- Giuseppe. And the writer of that sketch would go on to create The Sopranos. Our theme song <laughs> is I Choose You by the band Thanks. Thank you to the Broadway Podcast Network for having us on the platform and for not kicking us off for creating the new sensation of Cuddlelingus. <laughs> I saw something on social today that was, it's the, it's the, uh, oh God, uh, it's not going to be funny because I can't think of it now. Um, it was, I think, the the Volkswagen in Italy. Uh Social media account on Instagram that just says Volkswagen Genitalia or something because it's it's, G, it's something with G Italia, so it, oh, it ends G with Italia. Genitalia. Wow, I, I, I love Italian. You can you can cut that. No, future, I'm leaving it in. In future, fact, I'm gonna add Jesse crickets. Cut that shit. I'm gonna put crickets underneath it and booing, like quiet booing <laughs> from the one person in the audience. Uh, <laughs> I'll see you next time on the Carried Away podcast. But I'm Ching. But I'm Ching. Ching. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.